Welcome to Communicate to Lead, the podcast that empowers leaders and aspiring leaders to communicate with clarity and impact. I'm Kelly Belton, CEO and successful entrepreneur and your host for today. I'm here to equip you with all the essential tools and strategies to master effective communication and lead your team to success. As the founder and CEO of The Tailored Approach, my goal is to empower you to be the best leader you can be. So sit back, relax, and join me in today's episode as we dive into the art of communicating like a true leader. Welcome to today's episode. In today's episode, I'm sharing part one of two of the biggest mistakes that even smart women in leadership are making and how you can avoid them. Some of these mistakes are potentially stopping you from owning your leadership space and making a name for yourself. If you're making any of these mistakes, don't beat yourself up because that won't help. Instead, I invite you to take note of the mistake or mistakes you're making and begin correcting them or it today. In today's episode and the next one, I'm offering you actionable strategies that you can apply immediately. I'm offering you tips that are easy to start with right away. And some might not work for you, and that's okay. As long as you find what works for you. And here's another invitation. Reach out to me if you're not sure how to move forward once you have identified what might not be working for you. Let's make sure you get some additional tools and resources to help you move forward in your leadership journey. You can find my contact details in the show notes. Ready? Let's dive in. As women leaders, we navigate a complex landscape filled with unique challenges. While we are intelligent and capable, we are certainly not immune to mistakes that can hinder or stop or slow our success. And it's time to shed light on these seven mistakes and arm yourself with the knowledge to overcome them. So today in this episode, I'm going to cover one through four. And in the next episode, we'll do part two, where we'll cover the rest. So if you're multitasking, come back to me because you definitely want to pay attention. And by the way, if a particular female leader's name pops up in your head while you're listening today, please be an ally and forward this podcast episode to them. I will thank you. And I'm sure even if they don't thank you right away, they will eventually thank you. Deal? Okay. So the first big mistake that smart women in leadership are making is setting impossibly high standards. You know, this first mistake, often plays out in one of two ways that I've noticed with my own coaching clients. One, thinking you have to be perfect. And two, thinking you have to do it all yourself. So let's take a look at the first one, thinking you have to be perfect. And I know for me, this is one of the biggest things I continuously intentionally have to work on because I'm always thinking, if I just keep working, if I just keep tweaking, it'll be perfect. So if you fall into the first category of thinking that you have to be perfect, you probably spend a lot of your time trying to do 
everything perfectly. And you beat yourself up when you make a mistake or when you don't live up to your own high expectations. Keep that in mind. It's not someone else's expectations that you're trying to live up to. It's your own expectations that you've created in your head that you potentially think, well, because I'm a female lead, everybody is looking at me, so I have to make sure I do everything perfectly. But the truth is, nobody is perfect. Every leader makes mistakes. The important thing is to learn from your mistakes and keep moving forward. When you are able to let go of being perfect, you'll alleviate your self-imposed stress. You'll get a lot more done when you take imperfect action and you'll achieve your results and goals so much faster. So stop striving for perfection and do this instead. Give yourself permission to be imperfect. Focus on your strengths, not your weaknesses. Celebrate your successes, regardless of how small they may seem. And then lastly, learn from your mistakes and move on. Don't ruminate. Don't beat yourself up. Don't keep thinking about how you could have done it differently. Learn from the mistake and move on. One of the biggest bonuses of letting go of impossibly high expectations and giving yourself permission to be imperfect is that when your team sees you taking imperfect action, they will feel empowered to do the same. So that was trying to do everything perfectly. The second category is thinking you have to do it all. Now, if you fall within the second category, you probably think, you have to be able to do everything yourself. And this is simply not true because the truth is no one can be a successful leader without a strong team around them. Don't be afraid to ask for help from your team members, your peers, or even your mentors. Delegating tasks to your team will free up your time so you can focus on the most important things as the leader, and it will also help your team members to grow and develop. So here's how you can stop trying to do everything yourself. Again, similar to the perfection one, identify your strengths and your weaknesses. Here are three quick ways you can identify your strengths and your weaknesses. One, do a SWOT analysis. We all know what SWOT is. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Do that analysis. Two, ask people you trust what they see as your strengths and your weaknesses. Three, complete a personality assessment like DISC. I'm a big believer. I'm a certified practitioner, so I love DISC, but one that I also love is Strength Finder. Find an assessment that works for you. Take the assessment and really dive into what it says about you. Where are you strong? Where are you weak? And instead of focusing on your weaknesses, focus on your strengths and then ask yourself, where can I get people who will complement my skills? And that is the next one. So after you have identified your strengths and your weaknesses, you want to start building a team of people who can complement your skills. Now, I know sometimes as a leader, you come into a team that's already there. You don't have the luxury to build up a brand new team around your own skills, but take stock of what the team is good at, what their expertise are, and then start filling in your weaknesses 
Delegate some of the stuff. Identify the tasks that you can delegate to your team and make sure that you choose the right person for the job and be clear about your expectations. Provide these people support and guidance without doing the tasks yourselves. Because I'm mentioning this because this is my biggest problem. Often when I delegate a task, somebody will come back to me. I'll explain to them. I'll give them support. And the second or the third time when they come back, asking for additional help or support or guidance, I start thinking, you know, if I had just done this myself, I'd be done by now. But I have to remind myself, it's not really helpful if I'm trying to do everything and I'm not helping my team grow. So make sure you provide them with support and guidance and do not do the task yourself. And then lastly, actively ask your team for feedback and suggestions. If you are working on asking for help, delegating, not doing everything yourself, make sure you create a culture of feedback on your team. Ask for feedback, provide them with feedback, and make sure that you get to a point where you are able to streamline everything. And it won't happen overnight, and that is okay. Try a 90-day strategy. See what happens. How does that work? And then reevaluate at the end of the 90 days. And that, my friend, is that first one, setting impossibly high standards. So if this is you, if you are guilty of this one, I encourage you to take stock. I encourage you to take a step back, really look at things and ask yourself, why have you decided to create these impossibly high standards? Are they serving you? Is there a different decision you can and should be making? And simply be honest with yourself. Check in with someone you trust, an advocate, a mentor, someone who can have a conversation with you, help you see the bigger picture, and then hold you accountable to whatever decision you decide to make. Mistake number two that even smart women are making is playing small. Do you feel you have to keep your head down to avoid being labeled as aggressive or bossy? Yep. I remember last year I did a women's communication leadership program and so many of the women that was the echo that continued coming up. If I speak up, people think I'm bossy. If I speak up, people think I'm aggressive. If I speak up, I get it. So I want to say you are not alone. When I first started my leadership career, I felt very strongly about not ruffling feathers. I was in my mid-20s. I was the youngest leader on the team, and I genuinely wanted to learn from others, given the fact that I had no formal leadership training at that time. So what did I do? I kept quiet when I should have spoken up. I agreed with a senior leader instead of challenging their thinking. It wasn't until my boss pulled me into his office and had a frank conversation with me that I started speaking up even when my voice was shaking or when my face, which sometimes happens, turns red. When I feel put on the spot, my face turns beet red. Anyway, getting back to the story, here's what my boss said to me which I really appreciate. And, and I probably didn't appreciate it as much in the moment because I was so young and I was so green and I was trying to navigate so many challenges. But looking back at that, he said to me that I had a good head on my shoulders 
that he was excited to have me on the team and that my job was not to agree with him or with others, but rather to help them elevate their thinking. Wow. So I had the power to help not only influence, but really elevate their thinking. I was there to help drive success, not to play it safe. So if you don't have someone to pull you out of your safe zone, to pull you out of playing small, I'll be that person for you. I'm, I'm ready. I can be that person for you. It's time to put the fear of being labeled as aggressive or bossy in the back of your mind and focus on this instead. Be assertive. You need to claim your leadership space. Assertiveness is an essential skill for any leader, but especially important for you as a woman. Assertiveness is about communicating your needs and wants in a clear and direct way while still respecting the needs and wants of others. Here's how you can avoid playing small from now on. Be clear and direct in your communication. Use I statements to communicate your feelings and your needs. Be respectful of others even when you disagree with them. Stop trying to please everyone. And here's what you can do instead of pleasing people. Don't be afraid to ask tough questions or make tough decisions. Be open to feedback, but make your decision based on what's best for you, your team, and your organization. And another way you might be playing small and you might not even be realizing this is if you're doing one of the following things. Apologizing too much. Using qualifiers such as I think or I might be mistaken, but maybe you speaking softly or quickly, avoiding eye contact, interrupting yourself. If you are doing any of these things, then you, my friend, are downplaying your voice, your expertise and harming your leadership. When you diminish your voice, you can seem less confident and less capable even though you and I both know you are none of those things. It can also make it difficult for others to hear you and take you seriously when you speak too softly, when you speak too quickly, when you're avoiding eye contact. So if you want to be a successful leader, you need to be able to speak up and share your ideas confidently. This doesn't mean you have to be aggressive or bossy or domineering. It simply means being able to communicate your needs and your wants in a clear and direct way while still respecting what others need and want. So here's how you can avoid diminishing or downplaying your voice. Be aware of your body language and make sure you project confidence. Speak clearly. And slowly give people an opportunity to take in every single word that you're sharing with them. Make eye contact with your audience. Avoid qualifiers such as I think or I might be mistaken, but pause before you speak to give yourself some time to collect your thoughts and get really clear on what you want to share. And then when you're ready, when you have that complete sentence, go ahead and share it with your audience. If you tend to interrupt yourself, take a deep breath and start again. Don't get flustered. Don't get frustrated. Don't give up. Keep trying because the more you do it, the more you practice, the better you will get at it. For example, let's say you're in a meeting 
and you have an idea that you think is important. However, you're hesitating to share because you're afraid of being judged by the people in the room or being made fun of. If you let fear stop you from sharing your idea, you're not only doing yourself a disservice, but you're also doing a disservice to your team and your organization. You are getting paid to share your ideas, drive innovation, and get stellar results. So don't not share your ideas. So here's how you could approach the situation. If you have this great idea, you're sitting around a table, whether it's virtual or in-person, take a deep breath and remind yourself that your ideas are valuable. Raise your hand to indicate that you have something to say. And then once you have the floor, speak clearly and slowly. Make eye contact with your audience, with the people in the room. And if you are on a Zoom call, if it's virtual, make sure you're looking into that webcam to give the people on the other side the impression that you are looking at them. And then go ahead and state your idea confidently and concisely without interrupting yourself. And if you're nervous, it's perfectly normal. Just remember that your ideas are important and that you deserve to be heard. By speaking up and sharing your ideas confidently, you can make a real difference on your team and in your organization. Diminishing your voice is a mistake that especially new female leaders make. I've seen this time and time again when I'm coaching new young managers who are not entirely sure where they fit in the hierarchy, what they're supposed to be doing and not doing. So it's important to be aware of this mistake and take steps to avoid it or to correct it. Because by speaking up and sharing your ideas, you can set yourself up for success as a leader and you are the example to your team. When they notice you speaking up, sharing your ideas, they will probably follow suit. And there we have the second one, how not to play small anymore. Number three, the mistake that we're making is not being visible. Visibility is essential for everyone. And it's especially essential for women leaders. When you are visible in your leadership position, it inspires other women. And let me be selfish here for a minute because I have a little girl. It inspires girls to follow their dreams. It also helps to break down stereotypes about what women are capable of. And when you are visible as a leader, you are more likely to be considered for new opportunities and promotions and probably the things that you aspire to have in your life. So if you want to advance in your career, if you want to attract and retain top talent and influence change, you must make visibility a priority. The more people who know you, your mission and your impact, the more likely you are to get what you want and what you deserve. So stop hiding. Here are some tips on how you can be more visible. Get involved in your community. Speak at industry events, conferences. Find out what's happening, when is it happening, and get yourself in there. Network with other leaders. I know as an introvert, when I'm attending an industry event, I probably want to hang out at the hotel room and then go down for specific sessions. But I know how invaluable it is to go out there network with everyone. Even if I'm not there the entire time, I can give myself a block of time and say, okay, for the next hour, I'm going to network with the people around me 
That's how I grow my network. There you have it. Try it out. And then share your work and ideas on social media platforms like LinkedIn. It's a great platform for career-driven leaders. And then lastly, simply be yourself. Be genuine because people will know if you are not being genuine. By following these tips, you can increase your visibility and set yourself up for success. And in addition to the tips that I just mentioned, you can also increase your visibility by writing for industry publications, volunteering your time to organizations that support women and girls, and start mentoring other women. Don't think you don't know enough to add value to other women. So look at someone who's behind you, someone who's still coming, someone who is where you were three months ago, six months ago, a year ago, and offer to mentor them. It will give you a confidence boost and it will help the next woman climb the corporate ladder, become the leader that they want to be. And then lastly, the mistake number four that even smart women are making in leadership is not being strategic. Strategic leaders think about the big picture and how their decisions will impact the future. They are also able to adapt their plans to changing circumstances. So being strategic is essential for you as a female leader because it can help you to achieve your goals and your objectives. It can also help you to overcome any challenges and setbacks. If you truly want to make an impact and become the go-to leader, you must have a clear strategy for yourself, your team, and the work that you're doing. When you are not strategic as a leader, you are more likely to make decisions that aren't in your team or your organization's best long-term interests. Another danger of not being strategic is you run the risk of being caught off guard by changes in your environment you know, layoffs happen and you're less able to respond effectively. Let me share an example where strategy played a big role for one of my clients. By one client, let's call her Mary, is a leader at a tech company. Last year, she was responsible for launching a new product. By focusing on the big picture and the results that she and her team needed to achieve, they came up with an overarching strategy that helped them to identify the right target market, come up with a competitive price, and the best way to market the product. Without that clear strategy, they probably would not have been as successful as they were with the launch. So being strategic is essential because it can help you to set clear goals and objectives, make informed decisions, allocate resources effectively, manage risk, and adapt to change quickly. And quickly being the operative word. At some point, most of us adapt to change. But if we are unable to do it quickly, we get left behind. So if you'd like to strengthen your strategic muscle, here are a few tips you can implement. Develop a clear vision for the future of your team and your organization. And don't forget yourself, by the way. As a leader, where do you see yourself in a year, five years, 10 years from now? Make sure you have a strategy for your career growth. Identify your team's 
or your organization's strengths and weaknesses. Do that SWOT analysis. Analyze your competitive landscape. What are your competitors doing? What are they trying out? Where is there a gap in the market? Develop a plan for achieving your vision and regularly review that plan and make adjustments as you need. So your plan doesn't have to be perfect. You just have to have a plan and then ask yourself, what's the next logical step you need to take towards achieving your goals and your vision? Something you need to keep in mind about strategy though. Being strategic doesn't mean you have to have everything figured out in advance. It is perfectly okay to have to adapt your plans as you learn and grow. The key is to have a general direction in mind and to be willing to make adjustments as needed. And another important point is strategy is not about being perfect. Remember that was one of the mistakes right at the beginning? It is about making the best decisions possible with the information you have available right now. There's no such thing as a perfect strategy. If there was, there'd be companies and people who never make mistakes. And we all know that doesn't exist. If you are looking to become a more strategic as a leader, I encourage you to start by developing a clear vision for the future of your team and your organization. And once you have that vision, you can start to develop a plan for achieving it. And be sure to review, review it on your own, review it with your team, pull them in so that they know that they are part of the team, their voices matter, and that their expertise is important to you. And there you have it, my friend, the first four mistakes that even smart women in leadership make and how you can avoid them. So today we looked at mistakes one through four, namely setting impossibly high standards, thinking you have to be perfect, playing small and diminishing your voice, three, not being visible, and four, not being strategic. In the next episode, we'll dive into mistakes five through seven and offer strategies how you can avoid them so you can continue growing and achieving the results that you and your team want. As I wrap up today's episode, I'd like to leave you with a challenge. If you found today's strategies helpful, I encourage you to pay it forward and share this episode with someone in your life who could benefit from it. By spreading the word, you'll not only help others grow and succeed, but you'll also be contributing to a positive ripple effect in the world. Thank you so much for joining me today. And if you found the episode helpful, please leave me a review. Your feedback not only helps me improve, but also helps other leadership enthusiasts find my podcast. Until next time, my friend, this is Keely reminding you that great communication is the foundation of inspiring leadership. Keep learning, keep growing, and remember to communicate to lead.